This morning I'm with Nikki Spear, Head of Development for Sustainable Kitchens in Bristol. Now I've been working with Sustainable Kitchens for well, a couple of years now, uh, and Nikki joined them about halfway through um, my time working with them. And I've seen some great growth in what they're doing, really pushing forward in the marketing, it's very exciting, and they make a top-notch product, of which I've, I've got one in my home, lovely kitchen from them. Um, but I wanted to find out a little bit more about the company, because they do some great stuff in marketing. So I've got Nikki here to talk to me about that. So first, Nikki, introduce yourself, tell me a little bit about the company. Okay, so I'm Nikki. I joined Sustainable Kitchens last November. I'm now the head of development. When I first started, Sam really needed help with growing the business. As I joined the company, my role wasn't very clear, and over the following months, became more clear as to what he needed, and I helped, I've helped him with loads of aspects of the company. You did? You dived in at the deep end, didn't you? Dived in at the deep end. Uh, I've done accounting, marketing, produced new systems, updated, really updated processes, and help grow the company in loads of different aspects, and continue to help grow the company and evolve the products to suit our customers. And alongside that, we've developed a lot of really good marketing structure, and we're continuing to do more and more, and the new website that Ben's helped us build has been great, and we're continuing to work with him with the coaching and also marketing aspects that are really helping us grow in the kitchen industry. Yeah, and we'll come back to the website a little bit later and, and why, why we wanted to go through that upheaval and a big change. Um, but first, perhaps tell me just a little bit about your background, what, what helps you in um, working with sustainable kitchens, and, and then also looking at SK and how maybe looking at a recent challenge, something you've overcome, some of the things we've talked about or have, um, worked hard on is taking the owners from their notebooks and bringing them into the digital age. So tell me a little bit about that. So I have quite a varied background. My degree was in retail management and I worked in various head offices. I've worked in large companies such as John Lewis and very small startup companies like Serfdom, which when I started was only you know six of us in the head office and then now it's a multi-million pound company. Wow. And you know I've learned a lot from both sides of industry. From big business you learn how processes can become more efficient, more streamlined and how you deliver time and time again in a great way. From small startup companies you learn how to evolve very quickly what you need to do to challenge your competitor, to challenge yourself and make sure that you're still relevant to your customers. I've also worked a lot in communication for a, communi a small community startup company called Project Dirt. I worked for them for a year and a half, focusing on their media campaigns. I've learned a lot on how to engage customers in your product and also bring them on board with more intangible marketing projects, and which are really, really super important. You have to make your customers believe in you as people as mm. well as your product. Um, in terms of the challenges I faced at Sustainable Kitchens, when I first started, it was just Sam and Charlie. They've been working for years on Sustainable Kitchen. They create and make beautiful, beautiful products, but their systems weren't in place. All the knowledge was still in their heads, and they kind of ran the company out of their notebooks. And since joining them, we now have turned everything digital. We've got a new cloud accounting system called Xero, Yes, which that's we, cool. It's really, really cool. <laughs> Super simple. Yeah. Everyone can use it. You can log into it from anywhere. 
We use a project management tool called Asana, which has revolutionised our diary diaries. We've got all... So that's for calendars and diaries and... Calendars and diaries and for long-term projects. You, know, you can continue writing down a to-do in your notebook and then forget about it six yeah. months later. But with Asana, everything's there for you on the mm-hmm. day. You reschedule things when you need to do them. And it's just all the information's in one place. You can check other people's diaries. It's great. We've also got a new scheduling software called Team Week. Previously, Sam, I'd been using... Uh, paper board with little paper blocks that he'd move around. It was quite cute, actually. It was very cute, but... It wasn't very shareable. Not shareable. You couldn't open your laptop and know what people were doing. You'd have to be in the office. Take a long time to get rid of that board, but we have, and everyone completely knows what they're doing. It also really helps with our subcontractors who use it as well. Oh, right, so they can see what where their, their place is in your work. Exactly. So we have someone who works with us full-time, but he's a subcontractor, and he knows exactly what he's doing when because he can just look at his phone. He knows where to go. It's simple. And Team, team Week, we use Team Week a little bit, not for the day-to-day running, but like um, for managing projects over a longer period of time. And it's, it's basically like a, a linear calendar with if you can imagine the days running across from left to right and then you've got all the people or resources involved in that project and then you've got like a Gantt chart in between it. It's pretty cool actually, it works very nice. Yeah, I really, really like it and it's, it's a brand new product. It's only been only launched, I think, under a year ago yeah. and every time you go on it, there's a new feature. They're updating continuously. They're really listening yeah. to what people want from it and it's a fantastic product. Really, really enjoy using that. So what's the biggest benefit of moving to these, uh, not just digital-based computer systems, but cloud-based, where you can use them from anywhere? I think the main thing is Charlie and Sam are out of the office quite a lot, and it's really beneficial for everyone else to be able to get get the knowledge they need from them without them being there. And previously, you'd have to ring them and disrupt their day, whereas now... All the information is collated in a nice, efficient, systematic way that anyone can access. Yeah. And I, can, you know, if I want to work from home one day, I can do that. Whereas previously, there was no way that would be able to happen. And it's just about centralising information and making sure that it's more accessible for other people. And as we continue to grow, we can't rely on only two people in the mm. company holding that information because that's really dangerous. If one of them suddenly something happened to them then you've lost yeah. a large amount of information yeah. and you can never get come back it's from not that. just the skills and the time they spend doing the work it's the knowledge that they hold yeah yeah exactly and we're try i'm trying piece by piece to get all of that knowledge from them and initially it was very difficult but as we've been putting all these systems in place it's getting easier and easier and easier for everyone to be on the same playing field when it comes to information. Has there been any resistance to it? So there's always slight resistance when it comes to implementing new systems and most people don't like change. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the thing is when you are implementing new systems some people might love it some people might hate it but there's always something that you can find in the middle. So Asana wasn't the first mm. information um, scheduling system that we used. I've, I think I went through three. Team Week wasn't the first yeah. scheduling software. I went through another three because 
it's not just what I liked and what the office liked, it's also with the workshop, there's completely different skill set there, mm-hmm. different way of dealing with work, and that we had to find systems where both you know, office and the workshop could work together. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. When you're creating change, you have to realise that there will be bumps in the road, and you have your awkward teenage growing pains phase, and then once everyone's on board, then everything starts running smoothly. So it's about not only finding out what works for you, but also what, what works for everyone else. I think that's probably more important than the actual system, isn't it? Making sure that everyone is happy with it, because if, if they're not, it's not going to work. No. And what's really important is you know communicating these changes and helping with training. And you always have to assume that everyone knows nothing when you start implementing yep. these systems. And then if you start with that, then everyone will be up to speed at the same time and get on with it. So internally, it's working pretty well, it's helping you. Has it, has it made an impact on um, the client work that you do? Has it made it more consistent, made it a faster delivery? Because ultimately, you know, that's a good impact to make as well. Completely. We now follow a, a very strict process when it comes to client interactions. Whereas previously, you would miss the odd thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could just be sending... You know, terms and conditions which are really important it yeah. could have been missed out or sending a follow up um, when you know they might not be ready in two weeks but in two months because they are building works and that kind of thing and when you're only using a notepad you can't it's very difficult to remember that whereas if you're to move digital you can always change your reminders and you don't have to worry about it honestly I've stopped worrying about what I have to do the next day because it's there ready for me. Yeah, that must be nice. It's really nice. Your your head <laughs> yeah. isn't clogged up. You've got everything. Because you're just you following a process. You go, the process works. You've run it for many clients. You just need to keep running it and tweaking it, improving it, and making it better. Exactly. Yeah. So we've had our we've changed our processes. I think five times. We're on our fifth draft now, and every time it gets more complex but more streamlined at the yeah. same time. And everyone's got exactly the task they need to do exactly when they need to do it and then you know we just have a shuffle around every now and again but it works really really well yeah and that's that to me is a, a definition of a good company it's something that just runs runs as a process it's um you know it also helps you take on more work people aren't so stressed i'd imagine because they they know they know what's going to happen it's the same every single time you can improve things that's great now, it seems to be working pretty well um you've done very well with that nikki <laughs> Just looking at the website, as you mentioned earlier, so that's something that happened, oh, was it six months ago now? Or yeah, we launched in February, then we launched a new website. I should February. know, we, we built. <laughs> um, what was the impetus for that? Because they, they had a website currently, uh, prior to that, that was, that was doing well, that got them to where they had, it had been slowly improved over time. Um, I think one of the main things was it wasn't mobile, but were there any other reasons? Yeah, I've been through quite a few website builds and when I first came to It Would Work the, there was information there everything you needed as a customer to get to you know, the end point of booking in a kitchen but there's a few things that could be improved on and which we have improved on one of them you know, wasn't mobile friendly as you just mentioned mm. and at this point in time more and more people are using iPads and mobiles yeah. to look at information you know, some of our clients don't have laptops, they only have iPads yeah. or mobile, and you have to have a mobile-friendly website. 
There's no doubt about it's it. It's not an option now, really. <laughs> no. Certainly if you're building a new one now, it has to be. It has to be. It was quite... Uh, there was lots of images, but they were quite small, and the loading time wasn't very good. And also, there was a Russian doll effect with the website. There were pages within pages within yeah. pages. You get quite lost. You couldn't find where you were previously. And you'd go in this, like, rabbit tunnel of information, and you, you couldn't get yourself out of it. So we were thinking about that. You know, our product is beautiful. Mm. What we decided to do, we wanted the new website to be very image-heavy, providing the information that you need, but in a really succinct way. And we've come, well, what Ben's helped us come up with is a really clean, simple website. Really different compared to any of our competitors. It's fresh, young, and vibrant. And it really comes across with the style of kitchen that we offer as well. I think it, it, it goes hand in hand. And everyone loves our website now. Yeah. Everyone comes across nice, our yeah. website and says, you know, it's so different to other kitchen companies, which are kind of traditional and a bit stuffy. And we are you know, su supplying our customers with what they want. They yeah. can see our product, they can see our prices, and they can see how to get in touch with us and how the process works, and that's what you want. You want people to go on a journey of, you go going, oh, those are great kitchens. Oh, that price point is exactly what I want. How do I get, do this? And it tells you exactly to, how to do all of those things. Yeah, I must give some credit to Al um, Osmond, our web developer, who uh, really worked very hard on getting it working, because there's some complicated uh, stuff behind the scenes. Um, although it doesn't look it necessarily from the front end. Um, it uses WordPress as a, as a back end, and uh, the the way we put it together hopefully is quite easy to add on and develop and it's but it's, he's done a lot of hard work on the design and, and the back end side yeah there was definitely a few things yeah. where Al went above and beyond <laughs> we had a few very specific requests and he nailed it yeah it, 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 it's beautiful and it, for me it's it was a difficult balance to strike because you know looking at the marketing side we need text in there for search optimization we need uh, pages that talk about certain things and I think that's what the previous website suffered with, this Russian doll effect. It had too much text for a search engine um, optimization that a previous company had worked on. And it's, it's, it's getting the balance between the beautiful images, large beautiful images, telling the story rather than words, but still having the words in there so that we can be found on, online. So mm. hopefully that's worked, worked well. So um, what benefits have you seen come out of that? We've seen some really great benefits, mainly you know, our clients who now go onto our website bring us up and say, you know, I want a kitchen like that. And you ask them, you know, have you seen our price points? So, yeah, exactly. I fit into that range. Great. That's absolutely fine. Which, and then you, you know, a lot of people want to see an example kitchen. A lot of people need help with deciding. And what the website really provides is examples of our work and people to say, I want that one, <laughs> essentially. And that's previously you would there wasn't a great array of imagery, yeah. so they only kind of they assumed that we only did one style of kitchen. Yeah. Whereas now you can definitely see there's a few different styles, different layouts, and that kind of thing, and it really helps our clients mm -hmm. understand what we offer. So from that point of view, I think it's really helped with our, our offer and gaining clients more easily, and also with the pricing. You know, people can instantly understand 
if they fit into our price points or not. Yeah. And it saves a lot of leads that might not necessarily convert. Yeah, exactly. So it saves it saves a lot of time internally for you guys. It did have prices on the previous site, but they were tucked away a little bit. Uh, I don't think the images are necessarily representative exactly. I think it's a lot quicker. clearer. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that helps. So, look, looking at how the website works, I mean, I feel the website is always the central hub, really, of the sales engine. Um, but what's important to that are the, the marketing channels used to get people to come and visit you, which could be the phone or social media. What works really well for you? And when we were talking earlier, you thought there's what works well for you internally, but also works what works well for you as as a consumer. So mm. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we use all the standards kind of social networking channel: Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. What's really helped us over the past year is house. Mm. Our customers love house. <laughs> I love using House as a consumer as well. It's great. You can search so many different styles, designers, interior designers, architects. There's amazing trends on there. The articles are fantastic. We're featured in quite a few articles. Yeah, they've picked up um, really... some of your um, portfolio and, and work on there, which is great, and, had, and put articles together, haven't they? Yeah, they really like, like us on House, which is fantastic. And, you know, we've got, I think, at least a third of our queries this year come through House. I oh, know, it's amazing looking at your lead sheets, how many, how many come through from House. Yeah, we That's don't funny. really even have that. We've only got 12 projects on there, and we still continuously get questions asked about the projects. We get leads through the current projects we have. It's fantastic. And as a cons- consumer, I would also, for interiors, go to House. For other things like trends and ideas I love using Pinterest I just find it really therapeutic and there's always amazing things on there I would always say that Twitter is great for businesses to use and you should always you know, keep as much information going out through Twitter and Facebook just gonna... what sort of information are you putting out there? we do well we're trying to do more and more blogs and we've just employed a marketing assistant to help with that and you know she's only been with us for a couple of weeks i can immediately see the difference that she's making just through continuous daily updates and blogging not only just about us but also showing what other companies are doing you know we really want to work with local businesses and local companies and especially if they're doing more sustainability focused projects and she's just continuously sharing information mm-hmm. that we're doing, what other people are doing, looking at trends, products, even just sharing fun things, you know. Everyone likes seeing a cute fairy animal every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just about constantly being involved in that area mm-hmm. of marketing. It makes a huge difference. If people keep seeing you popping up in their newsfeed, then they're going to notice you, and when you know, one day if they want a kitchen, they will remember us. Well, and particularly if you're not trying to sell them a kitchen every single time you you pop up, because uh, when I speak to a lot of people, that you know, well, what do I talk about? I'm I'm going to run out of things to say. Yeah, you will. If you're just selling your product or your service, you will run out, or you will bore people. But as you said, if if you're talking about things that relate to your audience and relate to, to what you do, but they don't have to be about your product. They're mm. just things that your audience will appeal to your audience. And there's so many things people can offer, they just haven't thought about it yeah. yet. Like Charlie, he's been installing things for almost 20 years. Wow. He has you know, a medal. <laughs> more top tips about things than anyone else I know. 
and we'd like to start a top tips yeah. from Charlie campaign. Little video, little thing. Yeah, yeah you know, that. and the stuff like that it has nothing really to do with our kitchens whatsoever, but it would really benefit people. Things he's learned through the trade that you can do yourself at home and little things like that. Yeah, he'd be good, actually, at that. Yeah, I definitely find with the blogging particularly, <laughs> I can see almost a trend when the, the, the more blogs you have, the more... Um, traffic drive goes up and potentially hopefully more leads out of that it's not always the case but you can definitely see a trend that more blogs more traffic and, and, and when you came on board the blogs went up as you had more time to, to put, put into that um, and then as you became more busy and involved in other things that went down a little bit and now marketing assistant you're able to sort of push that back up again there's definitely a, a direct correlation between site traffic and what blogs were putting out there we wrote a blog on cork flooring six months ago we still get queries about it all the time because no one's written a blog about court flooring yeah. <laughs> this you know this year uh, we get constant queries about worktops yeah. even though that's not something we offer but we've spoken about it quite a lot on blogs Con- concrete worktops I think definitely or, or even actually you, you put a blog out and it goes out on Facebook and that gets that can garner a lot of traffic really and, and bring it back into the site it, it does work very well obviously you have to have something interesting to say but mm. No, I'm glad that works. Um, actually, you mentioned about sort of uh, supporting local um, people, and um, some something that has come onto your radar that looks quite interesting is uh, a guy who's got a book called The Locals Cookbook. Um, now we're just starting getting involved in that, building a site for this project. Um, but tell me a little bit more about why you're involved in it, and the benefit to sustainable kitchens, and, and what, what it's all about. <clears throat> okay, so we met John Lewin, who is a food photographer he used to be a chef and he also (laughs) does carpentry when he's not being a food photographer and we met him I think a couple of months ago he's been traveling to Sri Lanka Southeast Asia for the past 10 years and what he's been doing through that time he's been taking these amazing photographs but also spending a lot of time with locals learning their recipes spending time with them and what's come out of it is a, series, a book series called The Locals Cookbook. Mm-hmm. The first in the series is The Locals Cookbook Sri Lanka because he spent a lot of time in Sri Lanka. He's been going there for 10 years. Uh, he was there when, I think it was, a tsunami um, happened and he spent a few weeks after that helping the locals who he's been visiting for the past 10 years. And what he's produced is this fantastic cookbook. It's not just a cookbook is also a coffee table photography book. So it's really special, really different to what anything that's out there. It's really young, fresh, vibrant. And we met him, originally he was working with another kitchen design company, but the way they wanted to take his book was quite different to how he is as a person. You know, he's young, he's a chef, he loves reggae, He's one of those people who just loves life and it was becoming, turning into a product that he wasn't happy selling. So he decided not to go with them and we met up with him. He really likes what we do. We like what he does. He's got quite a sustainability focus as well. Mm -hmm. You know, he's lived off, he lived off grid in Wales for a few years. And we just thought, you know, this could be a perfect partnership. So we're helping him launch the Locals Cookbook we're helping him do 2,000 copies and it'll be ready in time for Christmas and the reason why was it just seemed like a perfect fit you know we make kitchens he creates 
fantastic recipes and wants to share them with everyone. We want to help him share the love of this food with everyone else. And it just, it just kind of seemed like a very symbiotic relationship. So we're really looking forward to what that's going to bring for us. I mean, we're not by any stretch of the imagination pushing ourselves through the cookbook very much at all but what's going to come off of that is every time the cookbook is mentioned we're going to have a small mention yeah. so and we want to tour with him next summer we're going to build him I think it's an ace idea <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a van or a, a shepherd's hut or something like that fit it with one of our kitchens yeah. and tour his cookbook and his recipes around the country so that's something I am really, really excited about, but it's going to involve a lot of work. It is. But, but what I like about it is it's not straightforward marketing. What you're doing is marketing yourself by proxy. So he goes out there, he's doing his things, doing the live cooking, and then you're, you are aligning yourself with that because mm. you have a similar, perhaps a similar audience, a similar style, similar ethos in terms of sustainability. It, it's, it's just such a, a good way of doing it. Plus, you know, if he's going out there cooking in a demonstration kitchen that's your kitchen and you 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 get tons of social media fodder from that blogs Mm. as well as the exposure to lots of different areas it's really exciting having one of our kitchens on tour with someone as exciting as john is just fantastic publicity for us Mm -hmm. and even if we get one kitchen out of it it'll be worth it yeah totally worth it for us so and it's completely different it's new and exciting and you know it's just gonna be fun we just want to have fun with it and if it turns into a multinational selling cookbook, then that's great. <laughs> exactly. But when you think about the, the money you're spending on it, it's not that much compared to what advertising in a, a print magazine would be over the course of a year. So no. actually, it works out very cost-effective. Um, when is it out? It was out before Christmas. Is there a particular date? Where We're hoping it? to have it published and printed by the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. But we should be able to pre-order from the 15th of October on the local cookbooks website. Yeah, which isn't up yet, but will be soon. So maybe keep an eye on um, It Would Work's Twitter account. Um, sorry, It Would Work is their sort of holding name for, the, for, the, for sustainable kitchens. Um, I'll give you the details later. Um, or just search for a local cookbook in a month or so. Um, cool, that's great. So just to sort of conclude, um, what sort of marketing tips, two marketing tips that you would give to people? Two marketing tips I would give would be, the first one would be, you need to be on Twitter and Facebook almost every day. Even if it's one line, one sentence, one picture. (laughs) It isn't hard if you spend, you know, half an hour a week scheduling it for every day. It's really not difficult. You don't have to think about social media every day. So what do you use for scheduling? We use Buffer. Mm -hmm. I have used other um, programs like Hootsuite. It really depends what you prefer using, but it's so easy scheduling uh, posts to Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest even, and you, you just have to think about it once a week and make sure yeah. that there's something going out every day. It makes a huge, huge difference. The second thing would be, you know, engage with, with your audience in a different way that's not selling your product. Yeah. Whatever that is, you know, puppy swarms or... What's a puppy swarm? <laughs> Bobby swarms just make you really happy. Oh. <laughs> They're videos of of um, a group of puppies yeah. swarming you. Oh, so so just really sort of covering cute. a person. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> funny thing. Lo- yeah. People like silly, funny things. I didn't know that was a thing. Puppy swarm. Yeah, it's a new thing. <laughs> 
and if you, you I'm not saying do it like a lot but every now and again it just engages with your customers on a human level rather than in trying to sell a product yeah I mean obviously you want to know your customers and know what they're interested in but yes it's, it's the they're, they're people like, like we are and just things that would, would appeal to them and not just products because you know, while people are interested in products and they love your kitchens that's not what they want to hear all the time yeah it's about helping them buy into a lifestyle that you're yeah. offering and finding out what that is and what they want and what they're missing yeah. and if you can provide that through social media in an interesting fun way then they're going to be hooked yeah sounds like a good idea um, cool well, thank you very much Nikki um, you can find Nikki and the rest of the team on Twitter at it would work which as I said is their, it was their original company name and you can go and see them um, on sustainablekitchens.co.uk in fact I'll just spell out just to be clear because you can say it in different ways the Twitter account is um, at I-T-W-O-O-D-W-O-R-K at it would work as in would the material <laughs> anyway that's a long way to say it I'm sure you'll find them just type it in online uh, anything else you'd like to promote or we can't um, well we are starting a new sister company called Honest Living mm-hmm. which Ben and Al are also helping us with the website which we're hoping to launch just before Christmas and that is going to be a website, uh, an online marketplace for sustainable lifestyle products. Mm-hmm. So tables, chairs, anything that is beautiful and will sit in your home. So keep a lookout for that. And it's called Honest Living. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Ben. <laughs>